nothing for it. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Welcome to the Cornhusker Corner with Blake. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And Brooks. Is mayonnaise an instrument? And you better bet your bottom dollar that these two brothers know how to handle business. Here's a hand up to Thunder who gives it back to Mike Stokes. He's going to throw it. He's got a man. All right, welcome to the Corn Husker Corner, where there's no place like this podcast. This podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Blake and Brooks. Brooks. So, a uh, little under 25 days till the game. Um, Let me give you the exact crazy. count. Because that's what we've been doing. Hang on. I got the exact yeah. count. We are... It's loading. Talk. <laughs> Talk. Still still loading. <laughs> wow, look at you. You're, you're, you're so prepared. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bit. It's loading. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I didn't hear you, and you were just like, talk. And I was just like, okay, that might be something that the kids say now. No, but... Uh, no, 24 days, and some hours. hours. Okay, you got 23 it. 23 days, 16 hours, and 32 seconds. Oh, till Nebraska Ooh. football season. Until, until Dublin. Until um, Dublin. Until Dublin. Uh, yeah, Man, no we, um, Dublin. we got quite a bit to talk about, you know, with the whole uh, Big Ten news cycle with media days and uh, just with everything going on. Um there, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, media right now is mostly let's predict what's going to happen, and we'll do that at some point. We're going to give you all a prediction because that's what everyone wants, inevitably for sure. Um, but I just kind of yeah, that's what reminisce. everybody's been asking us for, you know, in our <laughs> in the, all the, the listeners, the, the Patreons of our, of our yeah, of our listeners, all the listeners. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, we'll, we have a, a number of interesting topics to uh, to get to today on the eve of Nebraska football. Uh, eve eve twenty three days of Nebraska football. I know everyone's starving for football content right now. I am there with you. I am starving for football content as well. I will watch any mm-hmm. small YouTuber's prediction of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I am at that stage where, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you know, this kid looks like he's about seventeen and he lives in his parents' basement, but. He says we're going to go 10 and 2, so we might. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's that time of uh, yeah. it's that time of the year where you're just like you said starving for content and uh, Right. Yeah. No, I'm feeling I'm feeling the uh th- this time of year burn just to just to get back into it and be disappointed. I would much rather be disappointed than where I am right now because at least right. there's football happening. Is it just me or as it gets closer, does it feel like it's the time is going slower? Every time you check that calendar, maybe it's just I'm checking the the countdown calendar to the game more often because we're getting closer, and so I'm seeing like every hour of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably that's probably <laughs> yeah. it. Like, because once it got for me, that's once it gets under a hundred days. After like to 
to that point, it always is like, oh my gosh, there's there's so many days left. And then once it gets under a hundred, it stops going so fast, and right. it goes really really slow on my end at least. <laughs> For me, it was like I remember looking at it when it was at like seventy five days, and the new cycle was really slow, and then all of a sudden. I feel like I looked up and we were at 31 days and I was like, well, damn, that was a quick summer. Uh, but now that it's been at 31 days, I know it's only a month. So I'm like looking at it two or three times a day, man. It's going slow. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm excited. But we so, had a we had a little bit of a tidbit of um, of a morsel of some football, at least some coach speak um, uh, last week at Big Ten Media Days. Um, so we could talk about that. Scott Frost was there. Garrett Nelson was there. Quentin Newsom was there. And uh, Travis Vokalek were all yeah. there. Um, they I don't, had to come I don't in early. A, I don't, I don't have, yeah, I don't have a statement about that. Right. They had to come. I have some things to say. They had to come. <laughs> I know. No statement. <laughs> I, I, I get uh, now. Nah, wow. My <laughs> slow brain. Wow. <laughs> Good joke. I like it. No opening statement. Anyway. Uh, no, I, they had to come in early because of the way that we were going to start our camp. Um, look, Big Ten Media Days happened a week later this year than they normally do. They normally are 21st of July, 19th of July. They happened the 27th of July this year. So, And uh, with the nature of the way our season's starting, we're starting camp early. So they had to fly in. In, and they were the first uh, people in and half the media wasn't even there yet from what I heard <laughs> and like a lot of the media reports it's, are like here's the report on on you know Pat Fitzgerald here's a report on Jim Harbaugh but uh, we didn't catch Scott Frost because he was there early as crap <laughs> <laughs> I mean so, that's that's kind of I mean that's that's kind of what it seemed like it, it seemed like there was one reporter there and mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, crap, I have to come up with another question. Okay. <laughs> Coach, what did you feel about your losing record last year? I then love They it. ask any, any more questions. Uh, okay, how do I rephrase that question? How did it feel getting so close last year? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, no. you know, I heard a lot of criticism. Um, you know, I heard a lot of criticism from the media um, on the lack of an opening statement. Um, the criticism from the fans was a different type of criticism, but the criticism from the media was the lack of opening statement. Look, media is coming from the place of PR, and and mm-hmm. they love people like, like P.J. Fleck. They love people like Pat Fitzgerald's great. Um, and uh, and Scott Frost is just not a media guy. Okay, he's a football no. coach. That's that's who he is. Uh, he that's the last place he in wants theory. to be. You can tell. Yes. In, the- yeah. in theory, in well, <laughs> theory, he, well, he'll prove it in twenty three days. We'll see. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the so that was the criticism from the media. The criticism from the fans was, I think, pertaining to this quote because this is if I had to criticize anything, if I'm like, uh, this is my one quote because right, you said. You said uh, if one thing if you would want to see out of media days is Scott saying, you know, I'm happy to take a step back. I'm happy to blah, 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 blah. So he said uh, at media days when asked about the offense, he said offense, um, I, I, I think step back is the wrong word. Offense will be a fun collaboration. So I think fans, fans are reading into that, and they've had an idea going into this offseason and into this next year that Scott Frost has taken on the CEO role, and I think that is still mostly true. Um, but I, I think it could be a number of possibilities. I think either it's correct, and they literally have merged schemes, and there's a lot of Scott scheme from last year, and there's a lot of whip scheme from this year. 
That or Whip came in, installed his offense, and Scott is just trying to obfuscate to because they don't want us the other team to know what's going to happen on the first week. You know what I mean? So he mm-hmm. had to give like some sort of you know in the middle answer about because they they could be expecting yeah. the option. You know what I mean? Like you know if I if I had a theory, like if if, if I could just what if I could watch tomorrow uh, the game and everything. I would say that the first thing you said was probably correct. I think he took everything that worked in the offense that he was running, and he went to Whip and said, like, hey, this is the stuff that I know for a fact has been working in the Big Ten. How can we facilitate making this better and bring in what you can do good, and let's marry the two. That is a good... That's a good marrying of ideas because his problem was that everybody was so singular minded. There was no like opposing thought process. Yeah, like the prequels, you know. Yeah, yeah, like the (laughs) right. He was he was George Lucas, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was George Lucas (laughs) without anybody telling him no. Um, Let me. I don't have an answer to this question. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Let me pose a question to you then. So. We're a little bit into camp, and it seems like there is sort of a QB battle going on, but ultimately it seems like it's Casey's job to lose, right? So do you see Casey Thompson running the option, the triple option threat out of the pistol like or out of the shotgun like we we were last year? I mean, do you see him being that style of being able to do that? I mean, it's less physical than the option used to be. It's a less physical style of option. It's a more finesse style of option. It really is. Um, Fair, yeah. Because you watch those old school um, options, man. Those were physical quarterbacks. They ran over people, you know. And, and Adrian oh, was yeah. more about leading the defender and then faking and sometimes getting the pitch and sometimes getting him to bite, right? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think anybody outside of Logan in that quarterback Chubba room. Too. I think can, Chubba could too. Can run the ball like Martinez could run the ball. Marti- well, Martinez I'm not even is an sure anomaly. About, yeah, I know. I'm not even He's sure good. about Chubba. Like, that was one thing Martinez had on the field. That was his intangible. Mm-hmm. You couldn't coach. Man, he he, so he knew Ken, how to turn it up field. He really did. You gotta give that yes. to him. He didn't do a lot of dancing. No. Nope. Um, he also Always didn't positive, do a lot of holding onto the ball. But mm-hmm. you know, he he made his choice. Um that was always, you know, something that you were gonna get with him. Right. As far as Casey goes, I, I saw him run the ball last year. There's nothing he's not bad at it. Um, no, no. So, could, but so I just don't see them doing it as consistently with him. You know, as consistently, no. It, it's not going to be a mainstay. But having in the arsenal, he could. They could definitely do that, especially yeah. when you have the running backs. We have, um, you know, keeping a defense honest. It's a good way to do that. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, good way to do that. Um, so it wouldn't be as prolific as it, you know, has been. Has been. Last year, <laughs> yeah, like a, um, a biggest part of the offense, as big a yeah. percentage of the offense. Yeah, but I definitely see it being a part. Um, one because the fans love that; they, they love it. I haven't seen Can't like, deny it. You, yeah. I mean, I I told you like I went back and I, I talked about it on the podcast. I going back and watching all the games. I don't think there was a season, even with uh, Tanner Lee. I don't think there was a season that. Nebraska didn't at least run the option 
a couple times. <laughs> you know, it's always been there. And not every team can say that, you know? Right. So it's always one of those things like fans like, yeah, it's such yeah, a part you. of our remember, identity, man. Remember a, when exactly. we were the best? <laughs> it's such a part of our identity, man. It's a such a big part of our identity. They're not ready to give it up. I'm not ready to give it up either. Look, I when we ran that option last year, first of all, when we ran it last year, it was effective. It was yeah. effective. It wasn't there to be a, hey, look, fans, it wasn't what a gimmick. we're doing. It wasn't a gimmick. Yeah. It was effective, and they used it in creative ways. And that was the, the biggest wrinkle I like. I mean, people halfway through the season started calling our offense the spread option, which is mm-hmm. which just sent nostalgic chills down my spine every time they set it out because I was like, damn, there it is. Scott has found his identity. And if we could have won some games, it was like, damn, Scott found his Nebraska identity, and it's dope, and it's perfect for the new age. But yeah. it wasn't meant to be. I think it's going to be a less part of our offense. I, I agree with you. Unless, so, I mean, look, I don't ever want to predict injuries. I don't ever want to predict injuries, but let's say Logan is our starting quarterback at some point of this year. Then it might become a, more, a little bit more of a prominent role in our offense. Maybe even with Chubba. Look, Chubba can run, man. Chubba can run. Uh, that, that's one thing that has been noted uh, about him time and time again. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it, but, like, again – you don't really get a feel until you see it consistently. Right. Like Agreed. highlights are this and that, but you know. And that goes for you any don't, you young don't. guy we talk about, by the way. Oh, that yeah. goes for yeah. every young guy we talk about. And the, the reason like you can see it with Smothers is because you can see just, you've seen him play a whole yeah, game. Yeah, no. Like you've yeah, seen he him started a game. You, I saw you it. Can, you can, yeah, but you can tell just on the plays that aren't just a highlight reel, you know. Right. Like the ones they don't show, like he, he made somebody miss and he, you know broke even but it's right. like that kind of stuff that he's got to work on eloquently sliding to avoid tackles a little bit better but that's one thing martinez had to work on early in his career as well uh that's a, mm-hmm. a lot of things i mean because the game's so much faster you got to really be really good at timing the slide um and and that, yeah. that's one thing young quarterbacks a lot of times have a hard time adapting to at first is sliding at the right time Bar- martinez got really good at it at the end of his career i mean he wasn't taking a whole lot of damage when he didn't have to you know um, unless yeah, it was a goal line, job busted. And, right? Unless it was a goal line situation or or a short yarded situation where they're doing that dumb QB draw, or 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 if, okay, it, or so if Bryce is... Binhart got beat for the sixth time that day, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that no that, offense. That's one thing. That's one thing in our offense that I don't think is going to be there. That that is as prominent as it was. The, oh, just definitely that quarterback not. draw. Not, definitely no not way. with whip calling plays. I'll, I'll tell you that no. much right now. Definitely not with whip calling plays. Um, no, I mean they're going to do it with like just normal draws. They're not going right. to do it with the quarterback. Um, you know, but anyway. Right. So I, I I do. You talked about the fact that you're watching old games. Before we move into the <laughs> camp talk, um, I want to talk real quick of a realization I had last night when I was watching some old okay. Bo Pelini era games. I was watching okay. some old Bo Pelini era yeah. games, the ones when we first got to the Big Ten. Watched the Wisconsin mm-hmm. game. I watched uh, the Wisconsin game, and I watched oh the Washington game from that year. Um, mm-hmm. I watched uh, a couple more games. I was sitting there m- playing my guitar and mindlessly watching, but I came to a realization while I was watching the defense. When they got beat, the Bo Pelini teams, when they got beat, it was a lot of times it was because they were out of position, straight up. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it was mm-hmm. because they they got out schemed. 
people got in the right yep. position and we just weren't, we had athletes, they could make the play if they were in the position, but a lot of times yep. they were out of position. We had Alfonso Denard on that defense. We had Levante David yep. on that defense, that 2011 yep. defense. And, yep. but a lot of times they were just out of position, right? You watch the games from last year. It was never, they were out of position. Almost never, almost never. It was almost always, uh, oh, the guy just made a play or it was a missed tackle bust for a long play something along those mm-hmm. lines, but they were almost always in the position to make the play. And that's all yeah. you can ask for from a coach. And I think Chins yes. has done a really, really good job of that. And I think he has the best athletes this year on his defense, maybe that he's ever had. That's what's intriguing about the defense to me this year, man. It's, it might be fun to watch actually. Yeah. I mean, and th- that whole staff has done a good job year over year of just continuing better. to build. To mm-hmm. just yeah to continue to build, uh, Fisher is gonna have to prove himself again. I don't know why I'm uh, to, to me at least. Like we have some guys that have played and you know started some games, but they're not the known qualities. You know they're not the the Cam Taylor Brits. You know no no uh, Michael Williams. There's there's none of that. Um, Deontay Williams, but yeah. Deontay, yeah. Sorry, I've been I've been watching a lot of old games. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, it's no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, talents there, coaching's there. On paper, it should be fine, but you never know. You never I, know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm just pessimistic until I see it on the field. Okay, um, here's a question pertaining to defense that we can, uh, a theoretical question that we can pose for the year. Who gets more sacks, Garrett Nelson or Oshawn Mathis? No, Nelson. You think Nelson? Yeah. Yeah, but I see Mathis as being that long, like third and long pass rush situation guy that you have on the field most times but you definitely have on the field in those situations and I think in those types of situations where you're gonna rush the quarterback a guy like him it's hard to beat it's hard to beat I think it, oh, my, not, the I'm reason I pose the question gonna, is but but the reason I pose the question is because both of them are great I mean like look mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a toss-up but you you then they're different styles too they're much different styles um but they're gonna open up opportunities for each other. You know what I mean? If if yeah. if uh, if Oshan gets a sack, a lot of the times it's, it, it it was because Garrett was being double teamed and people had to shift, and you know what I mean. Uh, things happen that way. So um, the more firepower about, we can. Sorry, go ahead. What about what about Caleb Tanner? Oh, a hundred percent, and that was what I was about to mention. Yeah. Caleb Tanner, I watched a podcast. Like I said, start for content. I found all kind of content. There's a podcast. It's Chancellor Brewington's podcast, actually. Um, and uh, I forget what it's called. I'm going to give him a shout out because I'm talking about it. Shoot. Um, hang on. Anyway, it's Chancellor Brewington's podcast. And uh, Oscar he had... Brews. <laughs> With Chancellor Brewington. No, and he had uh, he had Cam Taylor Britt on. 
It's called What's the Word. That's what it's called. It's called What's the Word. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. Because oh, if you're right. a Husker fan, it's it they they need to get their audio together. Shout out to them. But yeah, I think they have their inputs wrong. I've commented on one of their videos. I think they <laughs> they have yes. I think they have their inputs wrong because it sounds like it's coming from the built-in mic of the computer rather than the mics that they're using. It sounds like it's coming from one spot in the room. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So the audio can be fixed, but the podcast is actually really insightful if you're looking for um, if you're looking for for uh, uh, insight on a, on a lot of players of, yeah. of for the Husker players. It's them being real. I mean, they're being they're just hanging yeah. out with each other, you know. And um, Caleb Tanner had a two parter that I watched the entire thing. The dude is a character, man, total character. And um, I also saw his interview for the media. He has, has the right mindset about all of this. Totally mm-hmm. has the right mindset. I love his mindset. He got asked about Oshan. He said, good, I love it. It's another tool. It's gonna help us win. There you go. That's exactly the type of guy you need. I mean, look, he's been in the program since Scott got there. He was one of Scott's first commitments when he, when he, um, when he, when he got hired. And um, mm-hmm. so he's been there through all of it, okay? And he's ready to see us win. He is ready to see us win. I'm sure he wants to go to the NFL. I'm sure he has aspirations for himself and everything. No doubt about it. That's all part of it. If if if, if we're going to win, Cam's definitely needs to be a part. So mm-hmm. he's he's another weapon. Look, Oshawn and, and Garrett can't be on the field the whole time. Plus, they're going to have packages where all three of them are on the field at once, which think about that. I mean <laughs> – I'd wouldn't I wouldn't want to deal with that man. Um, no, I mean, do you see? Do you see? It? Like he looked like he put on some, put on yeah. some muscle too. Like he the, looks, the picture of him at Fan Day. He, yeah, he he's yeah. never looked like scrawny, but no. <laughs> yeah, he he looked jacked. I was like, damn, yeah. he's ready to go this year, man. Um, yeah, so there there's some stuff on the defense. I mean, look, it could be fun. There was an article the other day of a ranking of all-time college football defenses, and it had the 2009 Huskers defense at number 16 of all time. And, look, we have the type of athletes and we have the type of culture behind our defense that special things can happen at this school when it comes to defense. I just have a feeling because, look, there's a thing that we do, and and I'll go in. I have a pretty long segment here, but it's pretty interesting. I, I think you'll want to hear it. There's a thing we do called throwing the bones, and that's a, been been sort of a tradition that we've done for a long time at Nebraska. And when when I I mean it, and it's front the type houses of, all over the country ex- do it exactly, as well. and it's the type of thing that look I I played football when I I was when I was playing pee wee football you know I was a Nebraska fan and I'd make a play and I was throwing the bones you know what I mean like <laughs> that's a it's a thing man, uh, but there's an origin of it. There's an origin of throwing the bows, and there's an origin for the black shirt logo, the famous skull and crossbones. And I want to go ahead and shout out Brandon Vogel of Hale Varsity. It's a five-year-old article. I'm sure he won't mind if I talk about it. But go ahead and go subscribe. I mean, Brandon Vogel, Hale Varsity, they're great. I, I watch their stuff all the time. Uh, anyway, so there's this guy named Tim, Tim Riley, and this was back in 1985. He ran a T-shirt company at a super early age in his teens, and he made quirky Husker designs. Herbie Husker with a Rambo bandana and a bazooka atop the words Sooner Boomer, stuff like that. <laughs> and he, uh, in 1985, he noticed the logo on the side of a box of rat poison. And so he made the design, a black skull and crossroads t-shirt that said black shirts. And instantly he knew it was a hit. 
He was worried that the university would not be okay with it, so he secured a meeting with Tom Osborne. The meeting lasted three minutes, and Tom said, looks good to me. (laughs) Tim Riley then made a big banner and hung it over the railing of Section 34 at the Florida State game the next week. He sold more than 3,000 shirts that, that first week. And he made a ton of money, patented the logo, and sold the rights to the university, which officially uh, obtained obtained them in uh, 2000. Riley went on to use his money uh, from uh, from this to go to school. He is now Dr. Tim Riley, now a clinical psychologist. Okay, fast forward. (laughs) Jason Peter and the rest of the first team were taking a break during a midweek practice in 1996. He watched as Matt Hunting, a junior walk-on linebacker from Cozad, Nebraska, make a play on defense and throw his arms up in an X. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) Peter asked as Hunting ran off the field. The bones, he said. I told him I was taking it. I told him that's us. That's the black shirts. And that if I didn't take it, it's going to be stuck here on the practice field. Nobody will ever see it. Peter Peter recalled this month via email. He didn't care. He was happy that I wanted to use it. Throwing the Bones made its on-field debut at a home game against Kansas October 26, 1996. Early in the third quarter, Jayhawks quarterback Matt Joyner drops back on a pass for third and 20 uh, at the Kansas 10-yard line. Peter, wearing a cast on his right hand, easily discards the center and drives in for a sack. Go back and watch the tape. It's easy to miss, but Peter crosses his forearms twice in two quick X's. I did that the first time and maybe for the rest of the year the way that Matt had done it. But at some point, whether it was the end of 96 and 97, I changed it to where it was the the repeated action of hitting your forearms. Tim Riley on this. The moment I realized the black shirt design was going to have some staying power was the first time that I saw one of the players throw the bones after making a defensive play, Riley said. The creator. Um, It's one thing to have a design the fans like, but when the players adopt it, you know it's becoming part of the culture. Yeah. Cool as hell, right? (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out again, shout out Brandon Vogel, Hail Varsity. That's one yeah. of his articles, uh, a summary of one of his articles. You you go ahead and uh, subscribe to him if you liked that. But uh, it, it was a great article. I very much enjoyed it and I thought it was very cool. Yeah, good. Wow. Yeah. So, Insightful. a couple more tidbits on fall camp. No Thomas Fedoni. We had open ma- media availability. He was in shorts, holding a football, mm-hmm. sitting on a cooler. Yeah. Um, so no, no Thomas Fedoni, unfortunately. Um, for so right that second, now. yeah, for right now. So that second, um, that second tight end spot is up for grabs, big time up for grabs. You got trapped. Yep. It's funny. What what's it, uh, Sean Becton the other day? He said it exactly this way. He goes. He goes. Trav is the only one that I've anointed. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was uh, was funny. The other thing, uh, you watch some of the sights and sounds from um, from that media availability. One thing that really stuck out to me was watching the running backs. I saw this one dude. I, if you go back, I believe it's number. I'll look it up. God, I'll look it up. Anyway, I saw this one dude. I saw him, and I literally said, "I was like, who 
is that guy. And he was one of our running backs. Well, it's A.J. Allen. Um, if you go watch the tape, he is – let me get the roster up. If you go watch the tape, he is number nine. The running back that is number nine. Look, all of our running backs look like complete specimens. This guy stood out. Mm-hmm. That's that's how crazy it was. Like I didn't, I wasn't looking for AJ Allen, nothing like that. I was just watching him do drills, and I was like, "Who's that guy?" And it was AJ Allen. So it was just like you were you were watching it. And it was just like, "Huh, I just died in your arms tonight." <laughs> <laughs> no man, just completely. No, the surrender. way the way he moves, the way he runs, he looks like a future NFL back. He really does, um, and and I know he's a freshman and everything, but I think at one point I chose AJ Allen to be one of my uh, potential freshman impact players. Mm-hmm. I uh, continue with that. I continue with that. Um, he might see some time. He looks really good. Um, uh, that's just me looking at them doing, you know, position group stuff. I mean, like, that's yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so yeah. AJ Allen, that dude is a total stud. Look, looks like it at least. Mm-hmm. Well, yep, yep. Yes, as sir. far as the Fedoni stuff goes, um, it was about. It's been about a year. I think he busted it the second week of camp last year. So it's almost been a year since his his injury. Um, he's young. And I don't think that, like he even said that they're not trying to rush him. Um, right. Which it's fine. But to me, that means that, like, they don't need to rush him, if you know what I mean. They, yeah, they got a they deep room. They do feel like th- they do have a good room there to where, you know, they don't have to rush anybody in that in that position group, which, you know, that's fine. Uh, right. I mean, Vocalex, you know, he's, he's going to have a good gear. He's a very consistent guy. Um, right you know Ooh. him and Jack Stoll played very very similar styles football um, right you know they're not the burners but they catch it uh, and they get open um, right. and they block well Jack Stoll catches so, it all the time like when we're down 40 points to Penn State at the very end of the game <laughs> 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 that was yeah. another one I caught that was another one I caught um, yeah, yeah. So many losses, man. It reminds you when you're watching all these games. It's like, damn, there's so many losses. Anyway, I also wanted yeah. to mention um, from from the the practice videos. I love uh, Donovan Rayola's energy. Really like his energy a lot. When I see him working with his guys, very high yeah. energy, um, encouraging, very high aggression. I mean, that's what you want. That's that's everything mm-hmm. you want in an offensive line coach. So that's good good first impression at the very least i mean that's all you can really say um the other thing you know i like i like uh i like one of the best things that i've seen that makes me really um hopeful for the the season is uh whipple's energy level at fan day (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay let me let me let me play this little (laughs) clip for the camera because it's the the one clip is hilarious Shout out Husker Online I mean, video. Shout out Hell yeah. Varsity. This is a Hell Varsity video. Okay. Look yeah. at this. Just watch. There they all are. All these quarterbacks. Oh, so happy. Everything's so happy. happy. 
there the whip, just sitting there by himself. And there's a couple feet of room too, which makes it look even funnier because it looks like he got ostracized. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that was that. That was good. That was good. So yeah, I like Donovan Rail's energy. The other thing, so we got this commit a couple weeks ago. Ashley Williams, defensive end out of Louisiana. I want to give you a little insider info about a uh, uh, shout out, uh, Greg. Um, uh, shout out, uh, no, 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 no. Shout out, <laughs> Nebraska voice of college football. Uh, Greg from Nebraska Voice of College Football. He works for On3 Nebraska. So shout out them. I just want to make sure I'm citing my sources, all right? People get mad. Um, anyway, uh, Ashley Williams, he, uh, he, was a, he was a commit from, uh, he was a commit from uh, Louisiana era through Mickey Joseph mm-hmm. Connection. Um, and he decommitted today and then recommitted to Auburn. Long story short, we have a short board of defensive ends, edge rushers that we can take. Cameron Linhart, who's a four, another four-star, was very high on our list. He's from IMG Academy out of Florida. Um, Cameron Linhart, uh, so he was higher on our list. So evidently, the inside scuttlebutt is that you know Mickey kind of just did this, and uh, it didn't really go over well with the coaches, um, and there was a little bit of a miscommunication thing that happened. Um, it's all good now, but um, supposedly that, that that was what it is. And so uh, that's just the type of guy Mickey is, I think. He's just a go-getter. He's just a, you know, he's just, uh, you know. Type, guys like that sometimes get ahead of themselves. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, maybe he, like, promised some things that he couldn't actually yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah like roster spots, like, stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that, and and they had a they had a, I mean that's a defensive recruit, right? And it's Mickey Joseph. Mm-hmm. He was, he's an offensive guy, so I assume yeah. there was a miscommunication between rooms, and they had a different board than he thought, and he looked at it and was like, four star Ashley Williams out of Louisiana Edge, they'll be happy with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't quite it wasn't quite that way. So to be honest, my own personal opinion, Cam Cam Linhart is ranked higher. Okay. But I've heard a lot of coaches talk about IMG Academy and not like it, okay? Yeah. And, oh, it's a football factory, but it's more like a place to get attention from what I've heard, okay? I'm not – I don't know. But anyway, um, so I look at both of them. Their intangibles are similar. I liked Ashley Williams' tape. I don't know. If I had to pick one, I would have liked Ashley Williams, to be straight up honest with you. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I just looked at both of them and was like, damn. I'm kind of with Mickey on this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, you don't you don't get uh, really excited for recruits now, right. anyways, because right. they'll just leave. You 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 can't you can't uh, <laughs> you can't get too excited for somebody. They'll just break your heart and leave. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, the, all the coaches say the. Uh, all the coaches say the 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 melding of the staff has gone well. They're 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 getting along and everything. But that's just a little bit of insight into into stuff that has happened in the coaching coaching staff, which I think does actually provide a little bit of insight. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had today. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like before we really start getting into like the season. Like the season predictions, like like the season predictions, which we're not going to do today. Um, I have to do some more like digging. I'm actually going to like do research on the other teams, not just 
how do I feel? Um, <laughs> Blake's big board. Um, <laughs> um, but no, you know, I, I've felt the same way from the, the once the clock hit zeros on the Iowa game last year to now. I have felt the exact same way. Um, you know, prove it to me on the field. Right. They've done all the good all they can really do in the off season to get you excited, to get you to the level of, hey, are we gonna do anything differently this year? Um, there's really nothing else they could do to make me more excited. There's something stuff that could happen to make me less excited, but from uh, the standpoint of what they can do now, it's just win. And you just Look, go out and win. So I was I was watching the Ohio the, the Ohio State game from last year. Um, mm-hmm. like a couple days ago and it's funny you watch some games and they make you dread this upcoming season you watch some games from like the Illinois game you watch that game and you're like oh, I don't mm-hmm. want this season to come but then you watch the Ohio State game and you see the way our linebackers played mm-hmm. and you can't help but be excited I mean like it was look we were there so we, we didn't get to hear yeah. all the commentary and what it looked like on TV and all that stuff, right? We had our own impression. And it was a sight to behold the way they were breaking on those balls that C.J. Stroud was throwing, the, keeping their feet oh. inside and all. I mean, those interceptions. No, that interception that Dome the had, Jojo, that Jojo was like right had, on the yeah. side. That was right on a sideline that we were on. That was right. crazy. But if you rewatch the whole game, and, and I don't mean the high, the whole game, um, yeah. Luke Reimer had a – an, an amazing game. Um, Nick yeah. uh, Heinrich looked great. I mean, like the linebacker, I'm talking about the dudes that are going to be there this year. If you watch yeah. and look out specifically for those guys, they played so good. They played so good. I mean, they were always in position. It was like, it felt like this live too. They were always in position. It just was Ohio State's making plays. I mean, look, they got Jackson Smith and Jigba. They had all, they have so many athletes, man. They're going to make plays. Yeah. That's, that's how it works. Um, but all you can ask for is for the dudes to be in position to make a play. You know what I mean? Um, and they were, man. They were all over the field, man. And you, So you watch that game, you can't help but get excited about this year. Yeah, you can't help but think if we have a kicker or if our offense, you know. Boom, Sheeny, can baby. Finish, can finish a couple of those uh, finish a couple of those drives. That game did you was see, a lot different. Did you see uh, Brian Bushimi do the uh, ad for the, for the uh, dentist's spot? No, I didn't. He did an ad for a dentist dentist office, and it was like the cheesiest ad I've ever seen. But like, good on uh, him, man. I mean, the only nil thing that I really saw that I remembered is that Decoldus Crawford Decoldus, yeah. getting the nil <laughs> deal from an AC company, uh, which is perfect, man. Perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect, so perfect. Could not like that is a partnership made in heaven, and that is exactly what I was talking about a year ago when I was talking about Nebraska and the way it works with their local businesses. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to go around, man. There really is um mm. yeah so the, the what was the one we were talking about before it was the uh brian buscemi yeah boom sheeny that he's taking that over that moniker boom sheeny so we'll see we'll see about that and then we got we'll timmy see. bleak we'll see we'll see about that then we got timmy bleak ride bleak road bleak ride at the uh kicker spot so we'll see if we can get consent look i was watching our games again man it was yeah. always damn we missed three field goals in this game easy field goals <laughs> 
I mean, I like, yeah. <laughs> not even, we're yeah. not even talking like moderately hard, 45, 48 yards. No, no, no. We're talking yeah. like 30 yards, 28 yards. Like the easy. We ones, missed two field shots. goals on a block ex- extra point in the Oklahoma game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we missed three <laughs> so, field goals. We missed three field goals in the Ohio State game. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, we're, that game yeah. is tied in the fourth quarter if we make those field uh-huh. goals. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yep. guys, come on. Yeah. I mean, we, remember that. I mean, I mean, you just watched it, but they, they yeah. didn't hit that last field goal until like a couple minutes left. And that really yep. drained the energy yeah. out because it was a six point game. It's yep. a six point game. Yep. I remember oh, that. Man. Uh, yeah. Man. Uh, what could have been? Because that the field goal would have been the tire. Ugh. That field goal only would have been the tire for them at that point of the yeah. game if we had made our yep. field goals. There was only one hard mm-hmm. field goal in that game as a 45 yarder. Like, that's like, okay, I mean, I'll give you that's a 50-50. I'll give you that. But, like, past 45 yards at the college level, you need to be making everything. I'm sorry. Didn't they miss one, too, though? Yeah, they missed one, but they made two other ones. You know what I mean? All right. So, so, we so six two. points. So, uh, so we, six points. So you, you did you get, just you look can, it up? Yeah. So, okay. you, you can uh, you can do this six-point swing. You can't say, well, if we made all three, but then, right. you know, they missed sure, one, fair, two. Fair, so. fair, fair enough. How many did they make? Did they make one or two? Miss one? Were they one for one or, or two, for one, two for three? Um, two for three. Okay, two so they three. made two. So, really, it would have been a six-point. So, it would have been a three-point game at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, still, I mean, that's a whole different ball game. Whole different yep. ball game. Um, anyway, I think that's pretty much all we got, right? Yeah, that's all we got. Um, that's going to be it for today at the Corhasker Corner. Always remember that there's no place like this podcast. This podcast. <laughs>